Good morning, church. I'm ready to worship with you this morning. Hey, we're talking about the greatest story ever told and the fact that there is a story to be told, right? And that story comes out of love. It came in the form of a gift and it's a light for all of us. I hope you enjoy this message as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. All right. All right. Hey, this morning, as we are kind of, um, we're in the, the midst of wrapping up a series, we've been talking about um, stories that tell the love of Jesus in a unique way. And um, the reason we've done that is because this, this is unique, because this is a story to be told. This is not just a, a story to know. This is not a story to just kind of internalize. But this story of Jesus and his birth is a story to be told, because there's so much more in this story. It's not just the birth of a baby, but it's the story of sacrifice. It's the story of redemption. Um, it's the story of love. You see that the Prince of Peace that came, that was born for us, came to do something greater. We talked about this the other night. He came to, to make war against sin, the enemy, death, and the grave. That's the story of Jesus, and it's a, a story to be told. So as we get started, I, I, I'm a... I'm not the most visual learner in the world, but my wife is a huge visual learner. And so I want you to take a picture, a look at this picture, this image of a book, right? This, this story, this, this looks like a nice restaurant. This looks like a nice little cozy area. But imagine that you are reading a book and this book is all about peace on earth. That's kind of hard for us to imagine because we don't, we don't really think about peace on earth, Right? We just want the Broncos to beat the Patriots tonight. We want to make war against the Patriots, right? And we want everybody else to lose so that we can go into the playoffs. Um, and so this is not the things that we think about, this peace on earth aspect, but this story really is, it's about peace on earth. It's like the shepherds that first Christmas night that were entrusted with news, big time news that was too good to keep to themselves. This is a story that, that needed to be told, that was going to be told. But the question that we have to ask is, how often do we actually tell this story? How, how often do we run to tell about the greatest story ever told? Well, we talk about a lot of stories that are in our lives, but how often do we just say, man, this great narrative of the gospel that calls us to be storytellers of peace and storytellers of love and storytellers of light. How do we run to tell that story the best that we can? The, the kind of thing I want you to remember this morning is that there's a story to be told. Do me a favor, look to your neighbor, your favorite neighbor this time and tell them there's a story to be told. Right, come on, tell them. Now, you, you know what's coming next. Look to your other neighbors, say, you're not my favorite, but there's a story to be told. You're not my favorite, but there's a story to be told. We have the story of the gospel, the birth of Jesus. And the fun thing about the story of the gospel and the birth of Jesus is that we fit within God's overall story as well. Like this is not just a story to be told, but this also becomes part of our story. Like we get to have our story inside of this great narrative and you and I then have a story to tell as well. If you don't mind, I'd love to read from Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 14. If you have a copy of the Bible, and I hope you do, you can turn there as well. Um, we'll have the verses on the screen also, but I want to read Luke 2 verses 1 through 14. This is the birth of Jesus in Luke. It says, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be restricted, uh, sorry, registered. 
This first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. It says, while they were there, they, the time came to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. In the same reason, region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over the flock. By the way, this, this shepherds, we talked about this the past couple of weeks, how God chooses to use the unassuming people in ways. If you're telling a story back then, you wouldn't choose shepherds to be the one to tell your story. You would use kings and royal line and those things, but these shepherds are keeping watch at night over their flock. And it says in verse nine, then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Look to your neighbor and say good news. Now say great joy. Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a savior was born for you who is the Messiah, the Lord. Verse 12 says, this will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. Peace on earth. Do me a favor, say the word peace. It seems weird because we don't have or experience a lot of peace in our world. We don't experience a lot of peace in what to do, but here's what I wanna remind you of first this morning. I wanna remind you that peace on earth came. The gospel story can be told by the phrase peace on earth and peace on earth came in three ways. We talked about it the last several weeks. One, it came out of love. Peace on earth came born out of the boundless love of God for you. Yes, it was for these people in the time, but it was for you today. Peace came in the boundless love of God. See, the birth of Jesus, as we just read, kind of narrated in Luke chapter two, is the, it's the ultimate manifestation of God's love for humanity. Like, that's what this means. This love is not passive or distant, but the love is active and it's very intimate in our lives even today. God loved the world so profoundly that he, he chose to send his son to be with us to share in our experiences, to have moments of emotion and pain and sorrow, to ultimately bridge the gap between humanity and the divine. Fully human, yet fully divine was the son of God, this baby born in a manger. You see this, this act of sending Jesus is a testament to God's desire for peace, 
for reconciliation and for fellowship with his creation. Like God sent his son Jesus so that there could be fellowship with his creation. Imagine a parent's unconditional love. And imagine it being so much more greater than even that. If you have a child, you know that you have an unconditional love for your child. Sometimes that unconditional love even makes us say things or do things or react in ways. It's like, oh, they, they actually didn't deserve that. But because I love them so much, but because they're my son, they're my daughter, this is unconditional love that I have for them, no matter what we may experience with them. This is God sending his son for us. Steadfast and unchanging is his love for you and I that he sent his only son. Just as a parent would and should do anything for their children's safety and happiness, God did the same thing for us, sending Jesus out of a deep love for us, offering peace and reconciliation. But peace didn't come just out of God's love. Peace also came as a light, didn't it? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago as well. We compared it to Rudolph and his light that shone bright, right? In Jesus, peace came as a light piercing through darkness. The arrival of Jesus symbolizes this breaking of a great light into the shrouded darkness that is in the world around us. Much like a beacon in the night, Jesus' life, his teachings, his sacrificial love illuminate a path to true peace and reconciliation that God wanted us to have. Picture a person lost in a dark forest. No way out. No night sky to guide them and direct them. Every direction looks the same. Have you ever been in that situation where you don't know where to go because everything looks the same? Maybe it's sometimes you get trapped in a downtown city lights, right? Where every block and building looks the same as the next. And suddenly in this darkness, a light appears in the distance providing direction and hope. Jesus is like that light in the darkness, guiding us towards peace, towards truth and safety. And his presence illuminates the path for us. Peace came out of love. Peace came as a light. And then peace certainly came in the form of a gift. It certainly came in the form of a gift. God's peace actually comes given to us as the most precious gift we'll ever receive. The person and work of Jesus Christ. We can't even begin to, to measure the worth of this gift. If you can think about the greatest gift that you've ever been given, it doesn't even pale in comparison to the gift that is Jesus Christ. It's not earned. It's not achieved by our human effort. It is freely given to us as the scriptures say and unfold. And in the free gift of Jesus, God offers us something we could never attain on our own, and that's reconciliation and forgiveness with him, giving us eternal life like nothing you will get today or tomorrow from family will even come close not even scratching the surface of the gift that we have in Jesus this gift embodies grace and mercy and it invites us to accept and embrace the peace that only he offers um do you know a good gift gift giver like in your mind think of a good gift giver right like, you know that one. As a matter of fact, you're probably thinking, I need to text them right now just to let them know I love them and I care for them because they could give me a good gift, right? 
The good gift giver, I wrote this down, the good gift giver gives you something that you did not ask for, nor something that you would have gotten for yourself, but it's exactly what you needed, right? That's a good gift giver, something you never would have gotten for yourself, something that it's exactly what you needed, and you didn't even ask for it at all. Isn't that Jesus? You can never attain it on your own. Our sin in our life tells us that we don't ask for it much, but it is exactly what we needed so that we could have a right relationship with God forever in heaven. That, that's the story of peace on earth coming on that holy night. And what we're gonna get ready to do, we're gonna get ready to sing, oh, holy night. There's a debate amongst some on which is the better of the nights. Adam, our uh, one of our, our, our team members, he says it's Oh Holy Night. That's the better of the nights. But as we get ready to sing Oh Holy Night before I come back up here and close, I want you to think about what that night meant. This is hundreds of years of no answer. God was silent. It had been proclaimed as we read in Isaiah Hundreds of years before this holy night. And as this holy night comes, these people don't even know. I don't know about you, but I'm not thinking it's coming in the form of a baby. (laughs) My Savior, my Messiah, right, is not riding in with dirty diapers. Let's just be honest. If you were writing this story, you wouldn't have written it with a a baby coming in the form of a manger. You would have written it in terms of of someone taking charge, riding in on a horse, taking control of governments and all of those types of things. But no, 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 no. That's, That's not the way Jesus came in. Peace on earth came out of love. Peace on earth came as light. Peace on earth comes as a gift in the form of a child born in a manger with the weight of the world on his shoulders, with the future rule of the government, with the future peace and mercy and reconciliation, knowing that he was looking at the cross on the way as well. So as you get ready to sing, Oh, Holy Night, don't just sing thinking it's a song that you know the words to. Sing thinking that this is Jesus coming in, giving us peace out of God's love as a light and in the form of a gift. Do me a favor. Let's stand. Let's worship as we sing, Oh, Holy Night.
If I continue on in the story, I want you to know, and you can have a seat for just a moment. I want you to know this. This is not just peace on earth came for God's story, but it's also our story to tell. Look at Luke chapter 15 verses, uh, Luke chapter two, verses 15 through 20. It says this. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Verse 16 says, they hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. Aren't you glad we serve a just as we have been told God? And see, our story should be to tell this as well. This is our story to tell out of love in the same way that peace came out of love, we are to also share and tell out of love. We are called to share our story out of love for one another. How much can you love someone to tell them about the eternal life that they can have in Jesus Christ? That's true love. When we share our story, we are telling them out of love for one another. Just as we have received God's immense love through Jesus, we are encouraged to extend that love to other people. We get to, to encourage be encouraged to show love and do out of love like acts of kindness. When's the last time you held a door for someone? When's the last time you told someone Merry Christmas? When's the last time you did something for a friend that they weren't expecting you to do? It's out of love. We're also to be light. Our story to tell is also out of us being a light. We are to shine as lights in the world. If we are illuminated by the light of Jesus Christ, we are also to be that light as well. We're to be light on a hill in this church and other places throughout our city. By the way, our, our city is 95% spiritually disconnected from Christ. What that means is it's dark and it needs light. And our story as it fits in God's story is for us to go and be light as well. Picture holding a candle in a dark room. Picture walking into a dark room and flicking on the light switch. We are to be that flicking on of the light switch for the city and the people around us so that their lives can be illuminated by Christ as well. And last but certainly not least, our story to tell should also be with a gift. We have the gift of the gospel. We have the gift to go and share the gospel. The greatest gift, if you're a follower of Jesus in the room that you've ever received is the gospel. And we are to not just receive that gift. That is the gift that actually comes to us on its way to someone else. And we are to give that gift to others. If 95% of our city is spiritually disconnected, there's a lot of opportunity. I don't look at, as, I don't look at that as a bad thing. That just means there's, there's a lot of opportunity, right? I'm a recovering sales rep. That's opportunity right there that we get to go and give the gift of Jesus Christ to so many people that we encounter. And can I tell you something? It is really hard to tell this story if you're not yet a part of it. If you've never given your life to Christ, if you've never said yes to believing in his death, burial and resurrection, never believed that his birth came so that you could have a right relationship with God forever in heaven, it's hard to tell that story if you are not a part of it yet and today would be the best day that you could ever give your life to Christ. 
there would be no greater day than the day that we celebrate his birth, that you could give your life to him, that you could repent of your sin, believe in his death, his burial and resurrection, and then receive him as Lord of your life. As we close, I just want to tangibly help you in this aspect of this story that you have to tell as well. Here's what I want you to imagine now. We, we had a book with a story to tell, but maybe it's still hard for us to do this. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we're gonna take the barriers away as a church for you. I wanna give you a tangible reminder of this calling to, to tell this story. Anybody like this place right here? Anybody know what this place is? Come on, I mean, so, somebody knows where this is. You can see this, right? I mean, come on, it's, it's Starbucks. Anybody had a Starbucks coffee in the last week or so, two weeks, three weeks? I know some are bad. It's bad coffee, but it's okay. That's another story for another day. Here's what we wanna do. Uh, imagine this image now, if you're in a Starbucks, if you have a coffee cup sitting on a table that says peace on earth. If you're sitting there and you have this warm cup of coffee that is peace on earth and you, you sip it because you know it, but what if you could give that gift to other people? This morning as you leave, what I want you to do is I want you to grab a Starbucks card. We have $5 Starbucks cards for you to go and give the gift to someone else. Not just to give a gift to someone, but to tell them that that's because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That in this season, the greatest thing that you could do is, man, here's a $5 Starbucks card, which probably won't pay for some of their drinks in total, but it'll help. But to say that you're giving them that because you've been given the greatest gift ever, which is the person and work of Jesus Christ. Because this isn't just God's story. This is our story as well to tell as we fit in that story. And so as we go this morning, as we get ready to sing one more time, we, we don't just hear the birth of Jesus. We don't just read the story and go, great, this is awesome. We go, man, this is incredible. Now can I go and tell other people? Could you do me a favor and stand one more time? And let's to the top of our lungs, not just hear, go tell it on the mountain, but let's sing, go tell it on the mountain. I'll come up and close in just a moment.